What's up, everybody? My name is Lindsey Melton Jr. Thank you for lending me your ears, your heart, and your mind. This is the True North Podcast. What up? Back again. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, let's jump right into it. So, the Michael Jordan's documentary of The Last Dance is officially done. I know, low key, middle key, high key, all the keys. I was, uh, I was sad because um, uh, it was over. Because during the whole time, it was just a, it was a, uh, it was a vehicle to take me back to my childhood. Number one. Also, it was a vehicle to take me to an area uh, that I did not know about. Um, stories that I didn't know, um, stats and facts that I, you know, was unaware of. Um, and then also it was a vehicle to take me to, uh, clarity mm, already with the bars. Um, it took me to clarity. In my opinion, clarity is both eyes wide open. And when I was watching, um, I think it was episode nine when they uh, were interviewing Steve Kerr. Yeah, it was episode nine. And, uh, you know, it's one thing he talked about was um, he said this line when uh, when I embraced being a role player. And I was like, wow, like, first off, how hard would that be? You know, like, because you got to think every person that is in the NBA, you know, we know the stars and not just uh, not just NBA, but every professional sports uh, athlete. You know, yes, they're the stars. There's the Tom Brady's, the Michael Jordans, the uh, Jerry Rice, the Terrell Owens, the Randy Moss, the Derek Jeters, the Alex Rodriguez. There's, uh, I mean, uh, the David Beckham's. The, I mean, there's, there's, there's all the stars. But then there's the, but then there's the ones that we don't think about. You know, there's the A list, and then there's the B list and the C list uh, of professional athletes. But here's the crazy thing. Every C-lister and B-lister were A-listers in high school, in college. You let that marinate for a minute. But Steve Kerr, he talked about when I embraced being a role player, um, you know, that's when things change. And that's when things change for the better. And it got me thinking about role players, all right, and how important they are. And not just in sports, but for your life and mine as well. So let's talk about the importance of role players. So role players, if you don't know, role players are key to, uh, they're key to every team's success, all right? Whether it's in sports, um, the stars, they make the team, but the role players complete the team. I like that. The role players, they complete the team, all right? It's been proven time and time again that stars are important, but, uh, say that again, it's been proven time and time again that stars are are important but um, a team is nothing without its supporting cast a team is nothing without its supporting cast um i mean you think about um some of the greatest movies um you know ever made Uh, one of my favorite movies is filled of dreams all right and we're talking about the importance of role players now obviously the first um the first star that you think of in the cast of filled of dreams is kevin costner and rightfully so. Kevin Costner is a beast. I think I don't think there's been any bad movies that I've seen him in. Now, that doesn't say that the, that he's never made a bad movie. I'm just saying all the movies I've seen him in, he's been there's probably one where I was like, ah, 
not really feeling it. His role was great, but overall the movie was kind of suspect. But, you know, so we're talking about role players and how it's not just about the one star or the one um, Michael Jordan of the cast or team. Uh, but, I mean, w- within that movie, I don't know if you remember, but within that movie, there is uh, there were several stars. There was James Earl Jones. Oh, my gosh. Like, if you don't know who James Earl Jones is, like, you got to stop and look the brother up. The, the man's been in so much. He's, he's contributed so much. It's It's so good. Spoiler alert, I did not know James Earl Jones was actually the voice of Darth Vader um, until I was watching the original Star Wars for the very first time, probably about eight months ago. And uh, uh, no, I think it was six months ago. And uh, I'm listening to Darth Vader. I'm like, man, that sounds like Mufasa. And then I Googled it. And I was like, ah, it is Mufasa. So 90s kid. All right. So um, but there's there's so many others. But here's the thing I want to talk to you about. All right. So. Kevin Costner, James Earl Jones, they did not write Field of Dreams. They didn't write the script for it. There were other key people, other key players that wrote the script. So therefore, every person within the movie Field of Dreams had a certain role to play that was important. You know, the writers were not the ones that were acting out what they wrote. The actors were not the ones standing behind the camera saying, oh, that's a perfect shot right there. Yep, yep. Oh, that I look so good on the screen. No, every person had their own role to play. And guess what? Each role was uh, was a, a ingredient that completed the movie. Role players are important, all right? And question is, do you have um, do you have the right role players for your life? What's crazy is when Steve Kerr said, when I embraced being a role player, that's when things changed. Yes, it unlocked one part of my brain, but also unlocked another part of my brain, which was how how much of a genius was Phil Jackson to not only manage Michael, but to elevate the role players as well. Because check this out. The mark of a terrific coach is one uh, is when a coach can make a sub feel like a superstar. I'm going to say that again. The mark of a terrific coach is when the coach, he or she, can make a sub feel like a superstar. The more um, the more accepted these players feel by the coach, the less they will resent the starters, but rather support them and uplift them. And that's not just for coaches of a sports team, but that's for anybody that's in a position of leadership or influence like those that are serving underneath you. Like, obviously within that group, there are flat-out A-listers and flat-out B-listers and C-listers. Can you make the Bs and the Cs, can you make them feel like the A-listers? And if you can, then that is the true sign of a good leader, a true sign of a good influencer. So that, that whether that's in business or parenting or ministry, whatever it is, if you're in a position of leadership and influence, that's what's going to separate you apart from everybody else that does what you do. You know, with with successful role players, I truly believe a job becomes a job well done. All right. With successful role players, that's when I believe a job becomes a job well done. And one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible, it's at chapter 27, verse 24. It says, um, and let me give you some context. So, um, Paul was getting ready to sail to Rome because God told him to. 
And the night before he did this, he was scared. He was afraid. So then God spoke to him through an elder. All right. And the elder said this from the Lord. Acts 27, 24. Don't be afraid, Paul. You are destined to stand trial before Caesar. And because of God's favor on you, he has given you the lives of everyone who is selling with you. And I remember when I read that scripture for the very first time, um, I thought it was a pure accident, but it wasn't. It was um, it was God um, strategically, you know, bringing me to see that scripture because here's the destination. Paul's supposed to go to Rome. So it wasn't just enough for God to say, I already have your destination laid out intact. But God was so concerned and God loves to be involved in the details that he's like, not only do I have your destination set, but also I have the people that are going to help you get there. I have the people that are going to sail in the boat with you. And, you know, I've applied this to my life and I encourage you to apply this to your life as well. But like I, 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 I call it my, uh, my boat crew. Uh, and, and understand this, your boat crew doesn't need to be 15 to 20 people. Um, at the most, it really needs to be five or less. But in my boat crew, um, you know, my wife is one of the cast members. Um, so one of the other cast members is a friend of mine who lives uh, up in Maryland. And then another cast member is um, a friend of mine that lives up in Michigan. All right. And um, and the, and the cool thing about this scripture is God said that he had picked the people to sail in the boat with him. You know, my my people that that are in the boat with me and I still have two more open slots. And and I remember at one point I was searching, searching intensely for two other people to fill those spots. And I would get so stressed out and so frustrated and and ticked off because I would think it would be this person and and I would put them to the test. And and, and side note, if you um, to allow people to come along with you, you need to. You need to test them. I'm not saying like, you know, fight them or anything like that. But like, you know, you need to check and make sure that these people um, meet the standard that it takes for you to complete your assignment on the earth. All right. Can these people add to your life or are they just going to be drama and take away from your life, drain you from life? Um, If that be the case, then, you know, you don't want them in your boat. So anyways, I was looking for two other cast members uh, to come into the boat, two other, you know, sailors, if you must say. And I would get so ticked off because I would try this person, no go. Try this person, no go. Try this other person, no go. And it wasn't until I finally stopped searching, I felt so much peace. I was like, okay. You know, when those other two people come into my life, God will orchestrate it and it will fit. And I will receive him or her well. And be good. Um, but, you know, in that scripture, it said that God will put the ones to sail in your boat. And that's the same. Um, then that's the same. It, it was for me with my wife. Um, God orchestrated that. With the other um, two members of my boat, God orchestrated um, them in my life. And everybody that's in my boat, they are not yes people. Oh, my Lord, they are not yes people. That's the last person that you need um, surrounding yourself with is somebody that all the time. Yes. So role players can help you get to the destination that God has destined for your life. But if you don't, if you don't see the importance in the role players, then that means there's something wrong with your perception. 
All right. And perception is a powerful thing. Very powerful thing. I'm going to tell you um, a quick story, another quick story. And not because I believe in mythology, but I want to get a certain point across. All right. So if you've ever studied Greek mythology in school, um, I know we did in, um, in middle school and some high school. Just giving a disclaimer, I only believe in Jesus. I'm a Christian. I believe in God. Um, Holy Spirit. Saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. All right. So I don't believe in Thor, although he's a cool Marvel character, but I don't believe in Greek mythology. Anyways, let me tell you this story. In ancient Greek mythology, Apollo, the Greek god of music, poetry, light, prophecy, and medicine. And when I say God, I mean God with the lowercase g. Um, he, he, uh, he fell in love with the daughter of the king and queen of Troy. All right. So Apollo, he wooed the daughter by giving her the ability to see the future. And her response was she agreed to be his betrothed. All right. But then later she betrayed him and broke that vow. So Apollo got furious. He cursed her with a kiss that would forever take away her powers of persuasion. From that day forward, she was doomed to scream into the wind. That's a powerful statement. Forever doomed to scream into the wind. All right. That's that's scary. Um, no one no one would believe the truth that she spoke and they judged her to be insane. All right. She even foresaw the destruction of Troy. She warned her people about the Greek army with how the Greek army would sneak through the gates through a wooden horse. Obviously, no one believed her. Obviously, it happened. All right. This lady's name was Cassandra. And the story of Cassandra is perceived as a parable of when valid warnings are ignored. But the other side of this uh, coin is, uh, first off, why would it be perceived that Cassandra is the one that's cursed when the other side of the coin is um, when really the curse was upon everyone else not being able to perceive the truth that she spoke? All right. Perception is a powerful thing. So here's the question. How limited is your perception? That's something that you have to ask yourself. I ask myself that. How limited is your perception? How much are you able to see? You know, how much are you able to see? How much uh, how much is obscured from your view? You know, let me ask you another question. Is there a Cassandra that you are failing to listen to? The answer to fixing um, our limited perception is becoming vigilant about self-assessment. All right. Becoming vigilant about self-assessment. You know, I, I think it was two or three episodes ago. I said success is the thing that you can do with your eyes closed. All right. So whatever you feel like you're successful at, you know, go look at somebody that does the very same thing. And then try to find out their mistakes in those in that same area, uh, whether it's business or finances or relationship or um you know, or, you know, whatever it is that you feel like you are successful at, find somebody that, that is successful in the same area. Even if you don't know them, just study, study them and study the, the, the hidden pressures. All right. The hidden pressures that cause them to make a short term bad decision in that area. So let's say you feel like, you know what, I'm, I'm a solid parent. For for five days out of for five out of seven days, I'm a solid parent. There's two days where I'm just I'm like I'm slacking. I need more coffee on those days. Whatever, da da da. I don't know what it is. But I'm just giving you an example. You know, if there's you know you feel like you're a solid parent, 
All right, find somebody else that you're like, oh yeah, man, I, they they seem like a solid parent, and then try to try, you know, maybe message them, maybe contact them, and you know, say, hey, you know, just being, you know, explain who you are, da da da, um, and just be like, you know, what were, what are some hurdles that you've had to overcome as a parent, that if you could go back and redo, find those hidden pressures that caused people to make short-term bad decisions and then watch this you prepare not to collide with those same hidden pressures sounds easier said than done but i truly believe i truly believe this are you ready i truly believe that if you plan for uncertainty then you won't be crippled by the hits you don't see coming. Woo! If you plan for uncertainty, you will not be crippled by the hits that you don't see coming. You know, a healthy amount of self-assessment will save your life. A healthy amount of self-assessment, it will save your life. Think about it this way, all right? Samson in the Bible, if you don't know who Samson is, Google it just because we're almost out of time. But Samson, he was invincible to the eyes of the armies. All right. But he was vulnerable in the hands of a barber. <laughs> I mean, that's crazy. In the eyes of the enemy, they were terrified of this man. And he was perceived as invincible to a lion, a lion tiger, a bear. Oh, my. He was invincible to them. But you put him next to a barber with some clippers. Brother was as vulnerable as a newborn baby. Like I said, a healthy amount of self-assessment will save your life. It's a lesson learned to all of us that there are hidden pressures that we don't see. There are, and, and you understand, there are hidden pressures in your life that nobody else sees. What bad decisions, whether it's short-term or long-term, what are they pushing you towards? James Clear, who I quote um, all the time, the author of Atomic Habits, he says this. He says, he asked this question, and I ask you this question as I ask myself this question. The very thing that I am doing, am I doing it for current me or future me? Ask yourself, are you doing this for current you or future you? So real quick, I want to pray. Lord, thank you so much for this episode. Thank you for every person that is listening. Lord, right now, thank you for touching and blessing and strengthening the hearts and minds of every listener and their families, Lord, that are represented. Show us every hidden thing that we don't see. Give us the grace, the strength, and the wisdom to prepare and plan accordingly to not collide with those hidden strongholds, those hidden pressures, but give us the wisdom to plan around those and avoid those. Not so we can be cocky, not so we can be overconfident, but so we can remain on course to the destination that you have chosen us to be. In Jesus' name, amen.
again thanks so much for listening listen if you have not liked this episode or this podcast make sure you go and like it uh on spotify apple itunes or soundcloud or any uh or any social media platform that you see it um also make sure you comment below make sure you subscribe if you haven't subscribed and last but not least make sure you share this episode with a friend go in your contacts list pull them up fine be intentional about it and put in the message uh the link to this episode or this podcast channel and um in the message also say listen you gotta listen to this i really feel like it'll change and transform your life thank you so much for listening and be back next week